we used to live, uh, Kath and I, we, we lived um, before, we, before the house, before, before we, this is house number seven in, in, in 11 years of marriage. We, we've moved around a fair bit. The house, the previous house but one, we were living in a part of London called Teddington. And then we had for a couple of nights, some delightful young American girls came to stay with us. They were coming to London on the way to somewhere else. And, and they were 18, they were kind of, this was their, their sort of experience the world moment. And they, um, they thought, as, as we're staying with these guys, we want to go into London. So they went into London uh, one evening, they went to see a show. And then Kath had told them, just, just make sure, you know, the last train leaves at this time, make sure that you come back by then, otherwise it's a bit of a challenge. Night buses around London. And um, anyway, so um, in that evening, we got a text message from one of them saying, I don't recognize all the station names on this, um, on this last train. So they've come from Waterloo Station, right? Waterloo goes to, what, 300 destinations? There's 20-plus platforms. In fact, at the time, one of the platforms went to Paris. So that could have gone badly. But um, anyway, they got on the wrong train. And so Catherine replies to them and says, where's the train going? And so she says, oh, it's going to Slough. That wasn't where we lived. And... Um, no, no, actually, I'm, I'm talking, sorry, mixed up, Staines. They're going to Staines, a bit closer. And so she says, get off the train. Anyway, the girls get off the train. And so rather than a less than a five-minute drive to our station, it's a half-an-hour drive, 17 miles, to go and pick up these um, lovely young ladies. And Kath would have been quite angry if it wasn't the fact they looked completely petrified being at the station in the middle of nowhere in England. But what had happened was they'd, um, they hadn't read the sign on the side of the train and what we're going to do this morning together is have a little think about what does a sign say on the side of Patton Church train? So if you want to give it a name, this is Vision Sunday. We're thinking about what are we called, do we feel like we're called to do? Where do we think this train is going? What do you think God's inviting us as a church to do here in Swindon? Where's, where's this thing going? And so um, I mean, if you're with us for the first time, maybe you're exploring if there's anything in this um, Christianity thing. Or, or this will be a Sunday where you get a sense of um, what we think we're trying to do. And... Um, we can sum up our vision, can't we, in eight words. No, seven words. So as a church, we are inviting people into family to serve Swindon. That's what we're about. And there's, there's two scriptures that, that, that we, we, we lean on a lot that we feel like are for us, little portions of the Bible. One of them is this one we're going to read. Um, Isaiah 61, verses 1 to 4. It says this. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. I'm going to pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for being family together. We thank you that you call us to make a difference to our town. And I pray right now that you speak to each and every one of us by your Holy Spirit. Amen. So this is, um, this is important for us because really it takes us on this journey of inviting people into family to serve Swindon. You see, the first few verses of, of this Isaiah passage, 
It's right there. It says, the Spirit of the Lord has, appointed me, has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, freedom for the captives, release from darkness for the prisoners, and comfort those who mourn. And what it does is it goes through and basically lists people who are having a tough time, people who are on the outside, people who aren't right in the family, people who, people who aren't part of the thing that's going on. And then... Um, in Swindon, as Paul mentioned, while there's a few thousand of us in the, in the brilliant churches across the town, there's um, over 200,000 people in our town who won't be in church this morning, who aren't connecting with Jesus, who fit into many of these categories that, um, that we've said. And um, really, this is, this is our passion. The, the, other, the other kind of portion of scripture that feels important to us is... Um, one chapter of the New Testament. It's Luke chapter 15. And in Luke 15, I'll summarize it quickly. What you have is you've got Jesus spending time with people who don't fit among the religious people. Um, tax collectors, sinners. And it says the Pharisees and teachers of the law grumbled because Jesus was spending time with people like this. People on the outside. People like those that I've just listed from Isaiah 61. And it says, in response to their grumbling, Jesus tells this story. And he goes on to tell Jesus three stories in a row. One about a shepherd who has a hundred sheep, loses one, searches until he finds it. And then when he brings it home, he celebrates. Another story straight after, same chapter, about a lady who has ten coins, loses one, searches everywhere till she finds it. And when she finds it, she throws a celebration, a party. And then straight after that, Jesus tells one more story. A story that's, that's um, known as the prodigal son about a dad who has two sons. And, and, and one of them asks for his inheritance early, runs away, wastes his money, ends up with nothing, and then comes crawling back thinking, maybe I could get a job with my dad because at least I have to, I'd have some food there. And when he comes back, the dad doesn't judge him or punish him. He runs towards him and he celebrates. And what these three stories in a row tell us is this, that God's heart breaks for those on the outside. That God's heart breaks for those who aren't with us. That God's heart breaks for those who are captives. Those who are oppressed. Those who are in mourning. Those who, those who aren't here right now. And so for us as a church, we're trying to work out how do we embody that. How do we carry that heart of God which breaks for those on the outside? And so that's why when we talk about vision, we talk about inviting people. Because we want to start with those guys who aren't coming. That is who we're here for as a church. We're inviting people. So and what does that look like for us? It looks like Alpha. So Alpha is a series of sessions that, that we've run for the last two terms. It's 11 Wednesdays. And um, you explore what faith in Jesus is about. But see how you've done Alpha? So ask one of those people who don't know what it's about. But that is for people who are, who've got questions, who want to explore, who want to find out if there's something more to this, to this Jesus thing, to this church thing. And so we've led with Alpha. We've run it twice already. And this term we're going to stretch some more and double up. So on the 25th of Wednesday, we're going to, 25th of Wednesday, 25th of September, we're going to have Alpha in the evening like we've done the last two terms, 7 p.m. But we're also going for it in the morning, 9.45 a.m. We're putting childcare on. Why? Because... For some people, the evening doesn't work. And so we're trying to be a church who invite people, who create spaces for those who want to explore. Because that is the heart that we're trying to embody. And so that's what that's looking at. Looking at. It's, 
Like if you look at one of our Sundays, you think, gosh, we've got a lot of people in T-shirts. Like, is that some sort of fashion trend? Does everyone just like want a T-shirt? It's not that we want T-shirts. It's that, can you imagine, right? I know, think about something you know nothing about. Maybe you've never been to a football match in your life. Or maybe you've never been to, I don't know, something like a, a knitting group in your life. Or maybe you've, you've never been to a new school in your life. And you turn up there... How much better does it make you feel if there's someone there saying, I'm here to welcome you. If you've got a question, come and ask me. If you don't know what's going on, I'm going to make you feel at home. You know, we need that stuff. And we don't do it for our benefit. We do it for the people who are coming who aren't used to this sort of thing. Because we're trying to be a church for those who don't come. So that's why, I mean, it's like people want to know if they're going to stick their children in some funny old group that they had no idea they were going to do. It's nice they've got t-shirts. It looks like it's a bit organized. There's someone official here. Because we want to welcome people. Well, it's, it's the same, like, if you invite someone to your home, what do you do? Well, if you're able to, you, you, you kind of turn the heating on so it's warm. You, um, you might make them a cup of tea. You might get them a little biscuit or a snack. You'll make sure they've got somewhere to sit. You'll talk to them. That's why we do those things. Because we want to be a church whose heart is for those who aren't coming, for the 200,000 people in Swindon who aren't connected with church. You know, my dream is that we are the friendliest place in Swindon. Not just the friendliest church, the friendliest place in Swindon. I'd love it to be people talking and saying, even if you're not a Christian, if you want to meet some friendly people, go to Patton Church. Wouldn't that be amazing if we were so good at inviting people, at welcoming people? That's the heart, that's the vision. Uh, come on, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to stretch further. So um, right now we love being in a, in a platform. What a great place to be. But this isn't our permanent home. Our, our next home is going to be Patton Church building just down the road. Um, most recently, Bottolino's Restaurant. Before that, if you've been a, real, if you've been a proper Swindon person, you, you, you'll, know it, you'll know it as, as a Patton store from back in the day. And um, we're trying to do that up nicely. Why? Because you want to welcome people. And so we want a space for people to come in. We need to make rooms for the kids so they can be welcomed well. The building has a lot of pillars, so we're going to need to invest in quite a lot of screens so people can see what's happening. Because otherwise they'll come to church, they won't see anything past the pillar. That's going to take some investment for us. We're going to need to make it sound great so people are going to hear what's going on and be drawn in with the worship. And this is, we're going to need to make a little kitchen so we can host people well. Because our heart is to welcome people, to invite people in. Also, I really want a slide. <laughs> Why, Joel, do you want a slide? Three reasons, really, I want a slide, right? Firstly, um, the New Testament talks about fruit of the Spirit. It talks about things that happen in our life when the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, when God lives inside of us. And one of those fruit of the Spirit is joy. There isn't one that's intensity or solemnness or seriousness. It turns out we can do those without the Holy Spirit. But um, one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is joy. And so let's reflect that with a slide. Another thing is that um, there's not many children coming to church in our country. That's a reality. And so we want children to be part of our church. So and now there's a narrative, it's actually not true, but people outside of church, they think that church isn't for kids. They think that if you come to church, you've got to sit in a corner quietly and not make any noise. Now actually that's not true for lots of churches, but that's what people think. How can we break that narrative? Stick a slide in. <laughs> the other thing is that as you read the scriptures, 
there's a number of groups that the Lord seems to have almost like a bias towards. The poor, widows and orphans, you see that throughout the scripture. Those on the margins, and one of them is children. When the disciples try and hold children back for coming to Jesus because he's a busy, important person, they say, he says, don't you dare hold them back. Let the children come to me. So we're going to get a slide. That's why we're doing it, because we are inviting people. Now, the, spot, the slide is ludicrously expensive for a piece of plastic with some reinforcement. But um, 21st century health and safety. Um, I mean, I'd love us to have it in December. We'll have to sit, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about, about how we're going to be part of the building a project together next week. But anyway, this is our passion, inviting people. It's for us as a church. Who are you inviting? How can we make this the friendliest place in Swindon? How can we reach out to those who fit into that category I read? And it's, it's so funny, I, 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 I had a chat with someone recently, and, and, um, and they were saying, you know, it feels a bit harsh that, Jesus, that, that God says to people, if you're not following Jesus, you can't come to heaven. And we can talk a bit around that, but um, I just feel like that that's not God's problem. There's over two billion Christians on the planet. A third of the world are Christians. If people don't hear about Jesus, it's not God's fault. It's our fault. You know, if people in Swindon don't have an opportunity to explore faith in Jesus, that's not God's fault. That's our fault. It's our job. We've got an opportunity to invite people into this relationship that we have, into the knowledge that we are completely loved, into freedom from all the stuff that holds us down, into life, into purpose, into connection, into heaven. That's, that's an opportunity we have, and it's on us. Are we going to invite people? Are we going to invite people? And we're inviting people into family. I love this, this verse, Isaiah 61, chapter 3. It says, it talks about um, comforting those who mourn, to provide for those who grieve, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, that they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting for the Lord for the display of his splendor, to see people come alive. And, and the model that we see Jesus show us is family. So Jesus, he took 12 people. He didn't take the A team. He took, you've got like some sort of activist. You've got tax collectors. You've got fishermen. Jesus gathered this group of people. And what did he do? For three years, they were family together. They did life. And when the disciples got it right, they, he cheered them on and said, that was great. When the disciples got it wrong, they said, <laughs> well, he was sometimes a bit harsh. But he said, you know, we can do better than that. You're invited into more. And the way they did it was through family. And that's the model we've got. And that's what we're, what we're hoping to do here, to be family together, to cheer each other on, to get behind each other. And so we do things like lunch for a bunch. Next week, um, love you guys to sign up. There'll be clipboards after to either host someone for lunch or be hosted for lunch. And the reason we do lunch, for, lunch with a bunch is to help us as a family to get to know each other so that you can invite each other around other times, other weeks, so that we can stir up a bit of family about doing this together. So we have, um, we have a few pattern groups, and our pattern groups come out of Alpha. So some of our Alpha groups have carried on meeting and um, growing together because we want to invite people into family. And so that's, that's why we're doing that. And 
If you ask, why aren't we doing pattern groups for everyone? The reason is that we're starting with those who aren't coming. And so if you'd love to get involved with pattern groups, come and talk to me about maybe getting involved with Alpha. Because that's the way we're growing those. And then we've got some more starting up in the, in the coming weeks. We've got baptisms coming up in a couple of weeks. Welcoming people into the family. That's what we're here to do. And I love that, that we're seeing pattern just being increasingly diverse. I love that our, our Iranian family, our, 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 our friends are part of the family. I love that there's a bit more breadth. We're, we're still a little bit too white. We need to work on that together. If you guys can invite your friends to help us um, look a bit more like heaven, and then that would be great. We need to work on that together. But that's where I'd love us to go, because we're family together. And then, um, what I'd love to see, I've spoken about this before, but um, I remember I was listening, listening to the vision of a church in America, and they were talking about something that they're passionate about. And what they wanted to see was in their town, they wanted to see more people from their church on the foster parents list than there were on the foster children waiting list. What an amazing vision. I think that's an incredible vision. But if you sort of twist that a bit into a spiritual sense, that's part of my vision for Patton Church. Imagine if at Patton Church we were waiting for people to join the family so we could be mum and dad to them, so we could be brother and sister to them, so we could cheer them on. There's some people around our church who need a big sister. There's people around our church who need a mum and dad to cheer them on, to help them work out what life looks like, leaving the old behind and starting something new. And the way we do it, I mean, I do my best to do great sermons, but that only does one part. What we need to do is we need to journey together, be family together, share some of the struggles, to share some of the challenges, to turn this up. And so as we're thinking about being family, I'm thinking, well, um, what could you be doing to turn that up? What could you be doing to to shift that up a little bit. The vision's family. And maybe it's not all about me anymore. But I've got a role to play in this. There's some joy to be had in this. Like imagine coming to the end and saying, I was part of passing that on really well. I was there cheering them on when they got baptized. I was there when the church grew younger, not older. There's a part for me to play in this. And this is the vision. And we're not, we're not embarrassed about saying we want to grow younger. Because, you know, in the UK, you are 20 times more likely to be at church if you're, if you're 81 than you're 18. That is a statistic. That's just, just the numbers does that. We can make a dent here, guys, eh? We could do this. And we need everyone. We've all got a part to play in this. Now, we've got some baptisms coming up next week. We are so excited. But we're dreaming of a thousand baptisms. That's what we're going after. Well, that only happens as people find a place in the family, as people find a mum and a dad, as people find a brother and a sister. It only happens then. And that's the vision. And we've got all sorts of other things, things that we're planning for the future to be family together. You know what we're involved in? We're partnering with a charity called Safe Families for Children who, 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 who help us partner up with families who need a bit of extra support. That's part of how we invite guys into family. And Chapter Faith, if you want to hear a little bit more about that. Um, we're starting a marriage course in, in January because um, we want to support people in how they do life well. In the future, we'll look at things like parenting courses and money courses. Things like that. Um, 
We're looking at, Em's looking at starting a youth drop-in so we can invite young people into family there. We're looking at partnerships with charities to help young people find work. There's all sorts of things that we're thinking and dreaming about to be family together. But um, it's going to take all of us. And there is a place for everyone. There is a place for you in this if you want to be part of it. There's a place for you right here. And this finishes off the last, last verse 4. It says, um, or the end of verse 3, they'll be called Oaks of Righteousness, a planting of the law for the display of his splendor. And they, this is important, turn to the person next to you and say they. They will rebuild the ancient walls and restore the places long devastated. Turn to the person next to you and say they. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. Turn to the person next to you and say they. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And what, you, what you've got here, what you've got here is God's strategy for transforming a town. And what it is, is people are invited in, they find family, and they, with their encouragement, support, cheering on, being mum and dad, being brother, sister, Jesus changing their lives, seeing transformation, they rebuild the city. And Swindon's not going to be transformed by a bunch of middle-class Christians. It's going to be transformed when the whole family's here and we see people on the outside join the family and serve. And that's the vision that we invite people into family to serve Swindon. The dream is that, if you want to know what success looks like for me for Patton Church, it's, it's lovely gathering people. We love being together. It's a wonderful thing. But success is when people who weren't Christians find family, find transformation through Jesus, and start leading. When we've got people leading Alpha who weren't Christians before, and, and, and they're doing it brilliantly, that's success. When we've got people running pattern groups who've come from the outside, who fit those categories at the start, and maybe you feel like you fit that right now, well, when you're lead, leading those things, then we're succeeding. When we've got people taking a lead on social transformation, people taking a lead in, in, in our town, people going on some of our church plants who weren't Christians when we started then we're succeeding. Then we've actually done what God's called us to do here in Swindon. And then we keep doing it again and again and again and again and again. That's the heart, inviting people into family to serve Swindon. And serving Swindon is a bunch of things. Yes, it's what we do on Sundays. And if you're not serving on Sunday and this is your church, I'd love to talk to you about how we can get you involved in helping be part of this. It'd be great for you and great for us. And, and we've got twice as many opportunities now because we're launching a new service. So I'd love to chat about that. It's also about you being alive and engaged in the places you are. It's, it's a part of the reason we try and keep our organized stuff as church to Sundays and Wednesdays. is isn't so we do less as a church. It's so that you guys do more as a church so that you can be on your school PTA, so that you can be involved in, in, in things in, in, your, in, in your community, so that you can be part of your running club, so that you can be... Um, a good neighbor, so that you've got time to do the things we have to do as a church. That's why we try and limit the, the kind of organized things to Sundays and Wednesdays. And that's part of how we serve Swindon. But it's also about how we together um, reach out to people who, who really need a bit of extra support. And we, as I say, we've partnered with Safe Families for Children. If you want to find out a bit more about that, we'd love to talk to you. There's a handful of guys who've gone through their training who, who, who are looking at starting to, 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 to come alongside families here. But um, there's more to do for us together as we serve Swindon. It's part of how we encourage other churches. So our vision is to see every church in Swindon, in Swindon thrive. 
um, if, if other churches struggle because of us, that's, then that's a bad thing. But some, so I mean, it's a fun story. So like um, a one, one lovely lady brought a friend along to Alpha. They came, they had a great time this last term, and now they go together to her church. What a privilege to play a part in her story. Or another lady um, who's involved in leadership in a church is when they came to see, see how we do it, to pick up a few bits because they're thinking of running it. What a privilege to encourage them in that. And, and in the future, that'll expand. Right now, Kath Smith, not my wife, is over at St. Augustine's. So as well as having the privilege of serving you guys, I'm the vicar of St. Augustine's in, in Swindon, even Swindon, Rodbourne. And um, we're thinking together what that looks like for us to serve that church how we see that place come alive and thrive as we plan towards a new year. But in time, we're also going to be planting churches. We're going to be planting churches in Swindon. So Paul and Hannah have joined us a few weeks ago. We love them. And for the next couple of years, they're just going to be a huge blessing to us. But then we're going to send them out. And they're going to plant a church in Swindon. That's the vision. The same with Tom a year or two after. They're going to go plant churches in Swindon because we want to see the whole town come alive. And some of you guys here are going to go with them on their church plants. And you're going to start again, bringing the love of Jesus and the presence of, presence of his church to another part of the town. Because that's the vision. And we're going to know that we've succeeded when some of the key people on Paul's team were guys who weren't Christians when we started. Why not be fun? Um, we could really make a dent here. And there's a place for everyone in this. Inviting people into family to serve Swindon. And we've started to see it. We've started to see people who, for who church played no role being part of the family. We've started to see people step into leadership. We've started to see people serve. We've started to see people catch, catch a new vision. This is so exciting. But um, there's a way to go, isn't there? There's a way to go. And there's a place for everyone in it. And so as I sort of come into land, the question is kind of, what could you do? What's God calling you to do in this? What's your part to play? I mean, imagine if you know, each of us were inviting people and, and that neighbor of yours or that colleague of yours or that classmate of yours came along and they were, and they were loved by the people in this church family and, and they found faith for themselves and they came alive and you saw them stepping out into things how fun would that be and imagine um, if we all played our part mums and dads brothers and sisters welcoming people walking alongside imagine imagine a purpose that we'd have imagine the moments we get to witness like imagine that when when your neighbors getting baptized telling a story they say oh it, it all started when Rachel invited me along imagine that Imagine that moment. Oh, I, I came to church and, and Alana's smile made me come back the next week. Imagine that. You know, we get to be part of these moments. That's, an, that's the opportunity to see Swindon come alive, to plant churches across our town who are going to do it again, inviting people into family to serve Swindon as we play our part. Imagine what God could do. And here's, here's, here's the key, pit, key part. The first verse of the, of the passage I read for you. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. And that's how it works. Without the Spirit of the Lord, it's a nice plan and a nice idea. But what we need is the Holy Spirit to help us. 
the Holy Spirit to set a fire inside of us, the Holy Spirit to give us miracles, to give us courage, to give us persistence, the Holy Spirit to flow with his love, that we love people who are difficult to love sometimes, that we keep going with this stuff. It's a work of the Spirit, changing hearts, growing people. But just imagine what we could see. Inviting people into family to serve Swindon, to see people restoring our town.